chambers of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast with Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan Danley. Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley, coming to you from a sunny Portland, Oregon. Um, I took my dog to the dog park today. That was pretty exciting. Um, and I'm still unemployed. So that's all I did today. Graham, are you still in, in Passover unemployment? Yeah, actually. So I went to take care of cats. Instead, <laughs> it was great actually. Molly's been taking care of them actually. I just went and watched because I, I was like, Oh, I'll watch somebody else do what I use. Uh, it was fun. Um, but I also got to uh talk to she's an old friend of ours, Katie. Um, and uh, uh, I'm trying to get her on the show, she's very cool, but yeah, she said she'd be on the show and stuff. She's very cool, she's a, a horror model. Wow, um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's uh, it's been pretty fucking boring. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a horror model too, as in people. I know are horrified when they find <laughs> look at me and what I've done with my life. Um, Jonas, what's going on on the other side of Brooklyn? It's fucking hot. Yeah, dude, it was like 80 degrees today, and I had to go do stuff in the city. So no weather, was, dude. It was not. It was not. <laughs> It was not a body positive temperature outside. Is what it was. I hate I hate fat phobic weather, dude. It's it was like, it was super fat phobic. It was just like <laughs> it was it was like making fun of me for my titties and everything. It was bad. Like it was very bullying weather. <laughs> I I went to a restaurant last night and sat in a booth just because I apparently am into BDSM. Like I was like, oh god, I'm just gonna go Don't sit ever... in this booth. And like it was fine the first couple bites. And, no, for sure and, yeah. and then like and then like once i got to like the bread portion i was yeah, like, like oh, i fucked up i like, fucked up i'm like no it's actually yeah, why I, that's actually why cracker barrel doesn't have any booths in any of their restaurants they know who their clientele is they're like we're not going to put those in here <laughs> exactly exactly um should we uh keep our really amazing guests sitting here forever should we keep talking about absolutely nothing i think we, we should probably no, go i got on. questions yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, coming to us from Rhode Island, first first uh, first guest from Rhode Island. Can we give, can we give it up for the, the Rhode Island? Fuck yeah, man! Yeah, let's give it up for Rhode Island. Uh, welcome right. to the show, um, uh, horror author Aaron Beauregard. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks, guys. First guest from Rhode Island, probably last. Thanks <laughs> for having. <laughs> <having. laughs> you know what? Now I'm now I'm all about Rhode Island. You know what I mean? Like uh, I gotta I gotta go in on the Rhode Island. Um, have you um have you met the other 100 people in that state? Or like I don't know how cool. Yeah, we all live like. in the same neighborhood, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you uh you write um uh will we, can we can we call this the splatter splatter punk genre? Would you say that that's uh, pretty? Yeah, I think uh, like people tend to uh classify you as a writer. I try not to you know I try to let the sure. people speak, sure. and I think a lot of people will classify it as uh, splatter punk or extreme horror. Um, right. Yeah. Splatterpunk and, is a really cool name. I don't know yeah, where that came from. Like in general. Awesome. Well, I, I mean, I'll let him answer. But like, my take on it is, uh, it's more. But there's a DIY ethic t- 
just modern punk, right? Like, is it? Would you agree with that, Aaron? Di like uh, DIY, like do it yourself. Yeah, like people are. There's a lot of like self publishing and a lot of things. Like independent, independent. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, typically, yeah. You, you don't. You're not going to see the big publishers going for this stuff typically, but there are some pretty reputable smaller presses. Um, you know that will will publish it still. Um, but I think that, you know, you could look at a couple mainstream books and be like, well, that kind of has a splatterpunk correlation. It's just not really like classified like that. But, you know, like Clive Barker, some of his works considered, you know, to be like of the splatterpunk or extreme horror stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's fair to say that, you know, a lot of it is um, at least now back in the day, you know, you had like JF, JF Gonzalez, who was a big name in splatterpunk. I mean. And those guys, you know, obviously Edward Lee, um, there, there, a lot of other people that were, you know, put out by pretty solid, you know, publishers. Sure. Um, but yeah, not mainstream. I think it's fair to say it's like still kind of underground. Sure. You know? um, your books are are very popular, though, on like the TikTok horror suggestions and things like that. Um, the book that I see the most and I read uh, is The Slob. And um, that that really uh, makes the rounds pretty. Would you say that's your most successful book? Is that? I think like if you're if you're talking historically, yes. Um, but re I think the playground book that is the last thing I released. That one's kind of had that same explosive reaction. Thank God, um, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's probably between. I would say between those two, right now. Well, I read the slab, <laughs> and I think it's absolutely fantastic. Sorry, go ahead, Graham. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, how many books have you written? I think I'm, if we're talking about, you know, not including like an anthology where I have one story, like full books of me mm -hmm. or collaboration, like of me and like one other person, probably like 22, 23, something oh. like that. That's pretty what rad. Did, and so you started writing young, right? I did, but really I had no fucking clue how to do any of this. Um, and even, you know, I, I didn't really start publishing my stuff until relatively recently. Um, I mean, maybe like, it's been a wild ride, maybe like in the last five, six years I've been publishing. And then kind of when I did that first one, I was just like, oh, there's no, there was no turning back. I was like, I just like doing this, even if nobody gives a shit about it, you know? Sure. Um, and then, two years later i'm now you know even two years into that about i was writing full time like that's how that's how crazy it happens you know um so i mean like it's like it's funny how right because like you know i uh i freelance right i write for the hard times and for a couple other things and um and it is funny like i never because like i didn't go to college you know, um, neither man. Uh, yep, and like, and I always thought, and a, and a friend of mine who was a writer, a, a woman that I knew, um, I told her once, I'm like, oh, I always write these things, but you know, I never went to college, I never did. She's like, you don't gotta do any of that. Like, you just write. And I'm like, oh my grammatical. She's like, oh, that's why there's editors, dude. Like, she was like, just like get a good editor, and like you'll and keep yourself in 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 line and you can you can if you have great ideas you can become a writer and it's a cool thing you know yeah you just you really just need somebody to kick you in the dick and yep. tell you listen these parts suck you're fucking stupid because you don't know first grade grammar and then <laughs> eventually the, you will pick up on it after that mental abuse it's just going to be cyclical and you just keep doing it and then before you know it you're like oh i'm actually like 
I'm actually like a decent writer now right. that has cool stories. When I used to be like a pretty shitty writer with cool stories, you know, I remember like the first book I wrote, someone was like, there was a review and I was like, this is, this is pretty accurate. It's like, it's like a fifth grader wrote a book of stories that had like really cool ideas, you know, like that's, <laughs> right. a, like, that's what this guy's like. And I'm like, you know, that for my first book, I think he's right. You know, but then you, you know, you, you continue to grow and uh, yeah, like that's all it is. It's just, it's just that repetition and like breaking through and learn, like it's hard to take feedback initially, like, cause whenever you're creating something, you know, you're like, well, this is, this is my story, you know? Sure. But after you do it a few times um, and get just shit all over, you know, just let somebody shit all over you. It's great after that. You know, yep. it really works. <laughs> Jonas and I are stand-up comics. So they, um, um, we, we know all about getting bullied and getting bullied into something being enjoyable. <laughs> and I'm just sensitive. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, they, they fling shit at us every chance they can. Um, right. So, what have you always been like a horror guy was it always like i mean because like um so the two books i've i've read of yours and i started so the, i got three right here and i got playground actually showing up tomorrow it's supposed to be here today but um thank you so uh, i read the slob um which i really really fucking loved and i read yellow which i which i absolutely loved and um um and now i'm starting son of slob um that came um so i'm gonna, I'm gonna do son of slob now i finished the slob today and I have a beef with you, sort of, about uh, your, your. First of all, uh, your writing is fantastic. It's yeah. so like just graphic, but like in a, I don't know. It, it's it, it was the brutality parts seemed to drag longer for me. <laughs> it was just like rough to get through, but um, it was great. But you said fresh drippings at one time, and now I'm that's I'm so fucking mad because <laughs> fresh used to be a good word. I like that <laughs> drippings of whatever. But like to get now that oh, that was so gross. <laughs> Put those together without you, you know, visual, and that's just sir. a really great yeah no. And I was picking up on a lot of stuff like that, but like fresh drippings was one that I was just like oh crap, <laughs> it's yeah, gonna stick in my you. head forever words, <laughs> that's words that you can feel like literally you're just like yeah. oh that's i'm gonna i'm gonna feel fresh drippings now jesus christ <laughs> yeah I'm about, halfway, I'm about halfway through and i song. love the the sort of the post uh you know um at the end the, the sort of the seal i don't know the cake whatever would it be a a, a post-credit scene almost i don't know the end was really cool right, right. i really i really love the way it was brought around i was like oh that's fucking dope <laughs> yeah it's a, it's it's a pretty crazy story it's funny though like how people will pick up on just certain like little things you know like mm -hmm. little verbiage like in the playground book i get constantly tagged by women saying oh fermented beaver is my new favorite word because yeah. <laughs> I, I use it to describe an old lady's pussy in it and uh they're just tagging me they're like oh fermented beaver like yep. <laughs> just like this is fucking hilarious like <laughs> so how fun is it to write this because like this is just like, because, like <laughs> so, big, so because the thing about it is is like so like i, I like i'm on goodreads and i you know you read the the you know i mean you read the uh um the reviews and the crucifixions yeah, yeah well it's just like i mean I, I think like you know 
I'm going to be honest with you. Like, it's like, it's not that much more like violent or grotesque than like horror comics than I read growing up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like, I mean, like the, 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 the violence in it. And like, I don't know if it's, is is so like, like, like absurdly over the top that it's yeah. like, it's it, like, it's just like that. It's not like, like uh, a book that I'm going to recommend later is, is um, on the recommendation. For, actually, I'll just talk about it now, like um, exquisite corpse, which is, which is another earlier 1990s Spider-Punk. Like the, the descriptions of the crimes are far more serious and far more like, you're like, uh, but your books are like, there's the, the, it, like for his, like, it's funny to call it fun, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Like it's like right. it, like yeah. there's it's like that's, Terrifier too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like it's that over the top. That's what Splatterpunk is kind of like. Right. You know, you get that over the top almost violence, and it almost becomes comical at points. Um, and then whereas like what you extreme horror is more like that's more like serious and like you know sort of right. grounded and stuff. I think, um, but it goes with that granular detail. But yeah, I mean, and I love the bad reviews too, because I don't think like as a splatterpunk author or someone who writes extreme horror, even uh, we're not supposed to have five-star books. You know right. what I mean? Like right. if, we're, if we're writing five-star books, we're doing something wrong. Right. Because we're the, supposed to be the outsiders, the underground fucking, you know, leeches. The, you're supposed the scum, to be giving the, the people, society, dude. Like, you're supposed <laughs> to be giving the people that don't want to read those books, their, right. their books, their five-star books. No, and that's, the the thing with, that's the thing with TikTok, dude, is that like, you know, a lot of people get recommendations for shit that they probably shouldn't be reading and, right. and they don't they don't <laughs> understand the genre. So right. like I had a, a, a clip go viral recently um, and it's great, even though even if people hate it, even if they're saying, you know, people were saying he needs to be in jail. He needs he needs to be, <laughs> like literally like dead serious, like, oh, he needs to be in jail um he's a piece of shit all these things but that's what we do you know right <laughs> like that's the point that's what they don't get is that that's the point that reaction you know like, right the slob was it's... the first splatter punk that i've I read and i'll say like i i didn't know really what to expect i knew it was extreme and uh and as it was getting more extreme and sort of just kept breaking every ceiling I was sort of at one point, I was like, what's wrong with this dude? Like, what is, there's something like, there's something off. Like, is this like, that's all that's happened. And then like, as it sort of opened up in the story, rolled and stuff. And then it ended, I was like, oh, this was really fucking great. And like, sort of like a, like a ha ha at the end. Like, it's kind of fun. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. But, it's pretty like, ridiculous. I was like, I'm going to interview this you know? guy later today. <laughs> Well, it's like I said, I'm roughly halfway through the slob and what like a little past halfway and what I've read so far and what I like about it is like I like descriptive stuff. I like the more descriptive, the better, like as far as I'm concerned, especially like if you can write something like Graham was saying, like if you can write something that fucking sticks in my head as a visual like that, like I'm on board 100 percent. So this is like this type of writing and the type of stuff that you're doing is right down my alley. Like it's it's something I'm super. Oh Jesus, the hot dog penis too. That shit was brutal, <laughs> dude. Like it's it fucked me the, up. <laughs> here's the way I look at it. I kind of look at it in the same way that you look at certain body horror movies. So like if you look at a movie like say Society or you know pretty much anything from Brian Usna, like when you see the visual on screen, you can feel the 
textures of the visual like you know what i mean like it looks wet it looks sticky it looks like bubbly and like shit like that and it's stuff that you can feel where it's the same thing like when you the words that you're putting on paper it's the same thing like in your head it's harder to do with just words i think too it is (laughs) it's way harder but when you pull it off it's like oh like i can fucking feel that like it's great like i love that like if it kind of makes my skin crawl i'm way into it i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally kind of gave me the icks like i love that (laughs) yeah i feel the same dude like that's the stuff that i always liked when i was younger you know what i mean like i like this you know the shit we weren't supposed to watch or the shit that everyone was like no like that's banned you know what i mean like (laughs) That stuff, it just you have it gives you that morbid curiosity. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta fucking see it and you gotta just give yourself all this this trauma early on in life. And then you're exactly. a fucked up person. And then we can make careers out of it. Um, uh, I uh, I really enjoyed yellow. Um, just because it's um, a little bit of a different take on on it's like a it's a i would say it's like a little uh clearly it's a um because you bring it up in it it's or at the beginning it's a uh, death wish homage uh but it's got a little falling down in it too and a little i would say even some more modern like uh um uh, what's that movie with uh clint eastwood where he's pissed um but you know oh, like, gran uh, turismo uh, oh yeah uh Grand, Grand Turismo. Not Grand. No wait, Pete. Grand Torino. <laughs> Grand Turismo yeah, is. That uh, was awesome. I was close. <laughs> you were. I also love that you just said, you know, the Clint Eastwood movie where he's pissed. It's like, dude, he's 170 years old. He's angry. At I know what you're talking. About. Uh, but Yellow is a general. good book about a guy who uh, who. Uh, I, I I can't even get into it without spoiling it together. But like, um, uh, he's uh, shit goes bad for him, and then he uh, reacts strongly. Um, so um, but uh, he it's it's like the slob as in it has the escalating uh, violence and graphicness of it, but it's a little bit more noir noir ish, like sort of detective eh, detective, I guess. You know, yeah. Like no, I I think that's fair. Like, I kind of want I I kind of wanted to blend like those you know, almost like a Dick Tracy kind of weirdness. And then, you know, with that revenge crime, like those Death Wish movies, you know, where his family just gets raped and killed in every movie. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, like at some point you would imagine he just like a family wouldn't want to get with him, you know, (laughs) all raped and killed. But so, so I love that. And, And they have great replayability. And um, so I was like, man, I just want it. And the Death Wish movies are savage, too. Like, if you go back and watch them, you're like, whoa, this is actually, like, fucking kind of ahead of its time right? Um, for some of these things. And, uh, you know, I wanted to blend that, like, horror elements, that noir element, and then just, like, that over-the-top fucking revenge crank to 11. And, um, yeah, and that's 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 another book that's kind of had like a little bit of viral success too which is great you know because people read it and they're like yeah i really wasn't expecting this you know yeah exactly which, so. like uh yeah because he uh because he gets pissed um <laughs> uh, like i feel like pissed. i feel like something that comes also with books especially with books is that if you can truly catch somebody off guard as a reader like you can truly give them an experience that they weren't expecting that's going to stick a lot harder for a reader 
than it is for somebody watching a movie because when you watch a movie and that thing happens it's kind of just you know it's done in 10 minutes like you, you know, can also next... miss stuff yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying is like with a movie it, like regardless of whether it's a fucking three-hour ari aster movie or like a 30-minute short film if something catches you off guard the next scene is happening soon so it like it kind of gives it that chance to almost kind of get you know overshadowed by whatever's going to happen next whereas when it's in a book like the reading takes longer like it takes more to it soaks in more like so those type of things like that i feel like makes fans um in books a lot quicker and a lot more loyal than it does in movies it's more intimate too because like you're forcing someone to picture it you know and that's why like yeah. people get really like I hate to use the word, but they get triggered over, uh, over like stuff like that because like it's them that's generating the imagery. You know what I mean? Whereas in the movie, it's like, okay, you saw it, somebody else put it together. But when you're reading, it's like you're putting it together. And that, you know, that, that's a real weird, intimate thing. For sure. You know, I mean, I mean, reading's crazy. I've been like, you know, I, um, I'll be honest with you. Like, I re- reading's sorry. wild. <laughs> no, but it, but it is, though. I mean, but, we like, just you know, figured that out. 2023, just, baby. Like, <laughs> but it is kind of like, you know, like, well, I mean, you know, like, so I read for for my whole, like, life. Like, I always was reading books and things like that. And then once I got a smartphone and stuff like that, I actually kind of, like, it's not that I quit reading. I just didn't, wasn't reading like I used to. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Uh, and I mean, it is what it is. Um, but so this year I've decided to, to, you know, break down and like just really bust out some books. And holy shit, there's some great books out there. And like, um, you know, and there's still lots of people writing books. And I really like that. Like uh, we have a big, huge bookstore in Portland and uh, called Powell's. And, and you know, like I, I go there and it's still like filled with tons of new books and tons of great things and tons of different genres and how great that is. And, and it's really been fun for me to go back, get a bit, almost like it was almost like the break made me appreciate it more again, like that yeah. weird world that you live in when you're reading a book. You'll put the book down, you put the marker in it, and then you'll go do shit. But you're like living in that world too, and you're living yeah. in your real world. <laughs> and like, and and fundamentally speaking, like what's like, and not to get like a hippy dippy on this, but like fundamentally speaking, like you're creating your own reality within the book, right? Like so, like you're thinking about it, and you're in the book, and you're creating what the world looks like in that book. And so for me, it's like a little bit like it is fun to sort of like to tourist and visit, like like I mean like when you're like when i can picture the slob's house you know what i mean and it's kind of fun to to go there you know what i mean in this like safe way and uh and like kind of like live in that and live in that world a little bit even though that's not the funnest world but it's uh but it's fascinating you know what i mean so i I really do appreciate all the you know um you know oh sorry i was just gonna add something onto it yeah go for it the thing you said about it being a more intimate experience too is like i feel like it's different when you interrupt somebody reading a book compared to when you interrupt somebody watching a movie because you can pause a movie you can pause a movie you can go make some dinner you go take a shit do whatever you need like you know you can do that and then come back to the movie everything's cool but if you interrupt somebody while they're like entrenched in a book the reaction very much is like fuck off i'm reading like you know like get out of here like you know i'm into it like get away from me leave me alone like, can't you see i'm doing something that i never do <laughs> this is important 
But you know, it's it, one thing I do get like a lot of different messages every day from readers for all like various reasons. Usually it's just saying, you know, kind things and they're like, thank you. You know, like this is, you know, I'm really a fan of your work or whatever. But I, one thing that's really cool and I take pride in, um, it kind of relates to this is that, you know, some people will reach out to me and say, you got me back into reading. You know what I mean? Like, like, I didn't know that there were books like this. Like, you know, cause I, I don't know. I think there's something about my books. It's like the way I write them, it's like easy, you know, I'm not sure. saying it's not like dumbed down, but I mean, like, it's just easy for people to digest, I think. Um, and so I get a lot of people reaching out to me saying, you know, either you were my introduction into Splatterpunk, which is fucking awesome because, you know, it's been around for so long, but it's an underground thing, or you got me back into reading. And I, I think that's cool, you know, because it's just uh, kind of a lost art, you know, unfortunately. No, and I, and you know, I think, and I, I totally agree with that. I think that, um, I think your books are page turning. They're fun. You know, I mean, like Yellow isn't a short book. And, you know, I cranked through it in probably a day and a half, you know, and like, and it's just because it's just like, you turn the book, you just turn the pages. And next thing you know, you put away 20 pages where like, sometimes it's like, you know, you know, I, like, I like sometimes like try to be like a smart guy and it's in only read like these really sophisticated books and things like that. And those can be such a tear that it keeps you away from it where like, we're like yellow which isn't it's not that it's not sophisticated or anything like that but it's but it's readable and it's approachable and it and it and it, and it like you know what i mean and like i i think that that's a you know for a lot of people who aren't reading a book that you can just sort of like knock out and have some fun with and read yeah it's, it's kind of like like a junk food for the brain almost you know sure, like exactly it's just for fun you know yeah. like when you sit down you watch those fun, like that that's the same reason we all watch horror movies too i feel like you know sure. it's because like we either you know just want to kind of get away and see something absurd uh, or want to be scared and that, that's a tough thing to do in literature too is to actually like make people feel fear mm -hmm. um that's not easy to do um and a lot of my books aren't really aimed at that so much like some of them you know i feel like will repulse people and disgust people um but you know writing with to build fear in someone that's that's an art and uh it's something i continue to work at you know i think i have some other stuff like the cuck that one's kind of like a real like creepy fucking book you know like that one i feel like it's lower on the gore and more on the the psychology elements and so it's it's kind of fun to write that whole range i think you know oh absolutely absolutely i i also think like if you look into the the different types of horror writing like it's kind of like horror films they fall into subgenres you know they fall into different types of like the same thing so you got like yours like your style just from what i've read so far is purely entertaining like and what i mean by that is like the descriptiveness the the visuals that you get the stories the everything about it is is purely an entertainment thing um which is a good thing whereas you have sometimes that's why i think when people talk about being fans of like stephen king sometimes stephen king that's fucking hard to get through because sometimes stephen king takes a hundred pages to describe a lawn you know like sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's he's really trying to paint a picture and sometimes that shit's not entertaining and you know you just hope that the end game is 
but like more that writing style is more for a fear-based thing like he's writing to try to scare you like that type of a thing whereas like with yours again yours is fun like even if it's disgusting or even if it's you know like creepy or fucked up or whatever yours is legitimately fun like it's fun to read yeah and i I want to appreciate you saying that go ahead graham sorry no um just the uh like sometimes you just want to be alone like we were kind of getting at and stuff like and and intimate with the book and stuff and and when you when you read what when ryan was saying you know those like high-end books or whatever the popular new york bestsellers and stuff you're gonna get a lot of people if they see you reading it be like oh what do you do you understand that do you get that what did you think of this like how did how does this make and like if they see you reading the slob they're gonna be like i don't want to talk to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like you're, you're so, a terrible person be like what like, are you reading <laughs> this and they'd be like never mind <laughs> i had somebody complain about that too they were just like does he not make like covers knowing that we want to read this on like the subway or something <laughs> and like not fucking be looked at like a freak and then i'm like i'm like you know my mom used to make book covers out of paper bags you know like I'm just right. about you know what i mean i'm like you know that's a free solution for you but uh you know it's my kind of way of saying you know like we don't give a fuck what you think yeah. other people think about you you know what i mean like some people want the fucked up cover you know yeah. that's me you know i, I always like when i saw crazy shit you know like <laughs> i saw the cover of uh, i think it's playground and it looks like yeah, it's that slide. Looks great. It, yeah, dude, it looks like it's a slide made of fucking entrails. And I'm like, yeah. I want that cover. Like, yeah, I want people to look at me on the subway and be like, don't fucking sit next to that guy. Bring I take care of reading. children as my job, as my day job. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to walk around reading that book at yeah. the playground. <laughs> yeah. like, I take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to a playground. <laughs> like, so uh what kind of horror did you were you a, a vhs uh horror uh, like a vhs uh, horror kid or oh definitely yeah i used to have a huge vhs collection i was getting a lot of the clamshell cases of like old fucking like oh, yeah you know, dude italian horror like torso um you know all the art all the argento stuff um Pretty much, Pickled you know, my nostalgia uh, bone <laughs> yeah fulci all the all the fulci stuff i was like paying like you know stupid prices for that of like a nice vhs of that when i was a kid that's what i was spending my money on and uh you know i just i think that all that stuff you know influenced me tremendously just seeing uh how they didn't give a fuck you know and like and i was like this is what you know this is i like my whole thing is like i like horror without boundaries when i put out a movie or when i open a book i want to know that like i can go anywhere you know what I mean? Like, sure. and that there's no, okay, we can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're just going to fucking, we're just going to fucking go all the way, dude. You know? And, yep. you know, not that every movie has to go all the way. I'm not saying that, but I like the feeling of knowing like that we can do that, you know, and that the, un- the unexpected, yeah. yeah, it could. There's plenty of movies that don't have a ton of gore or anything, horror movies that I fucking love too, you know, sure. but I'm just saying that was, especially when you're younger, I think, you know, like I said, you know, young guys and we're all like probably around the same age, you know, we all mm-hmm. wanted to see that faces of death or whatever, right. it might be, uh-huh. you know, well, you I said wanna, you I like wanna... French extremism, uh, 
and I, I kind of have a question for everybody. I don't know if everybody's seen it, but I just started Marianne on Netflix. Has oh, has anybody yeah. seen I it? Know what that is. I've, I've I have. Seen it. I've seen it. And okay, I'm in love with it. Yeah, okay, so fantastic. so so it's it's very French, mm-hmm. but it it I feel like it very much has a Spanish style of. Is that that's like, a series, Fremont. right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen some of it. Yes. Yeah. It's, so and, it's like and, a, it's a. Does witch, it have a, like a? Does it have a Spanish like sort of vibe or like tone to it? I'm really I, getting. I, I don't know. I think. Reason. I think. I mean, because I. I like that is so. Brent France to me. Brent, yeah. Like the like the the place that they are to me. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, what what do they call that area? That, um, that part of the. It's anyways. It's gorgeous. That movie makes me. I'm, I kind of want to move to France, anyways. But like, but they, but it's just very gorgeous where they are, and that whole that whole thing to me is what France looks like in my brain. So I didn't catch any other vibes of things like that. Well, but it was also, just it was like the cinematography and like just no, that's. I, I caught a I caught a Spanish, Spanish vibe influence. from it. I caught a Spanish vibe from it, and I caught a early Del Toro Spanish vibe from it like okay. in the sense that like not not the like body horror type shit that del toro does not like that stuff but his earlier cinematography and also when he does movies that are not heavy on like creature effects and stuff when he does like crimson peak and shit like that right that um type of thing um also even like devil's backbone but like that type of like cinematography i for sure got out of that okay i was that was just a question i thought sorry no <laughs> Um, you like French extremism, though, uh, Aaron. You were talking about that a little bit. Before. Yeah, uh, man, I love that know. stuff. Um, yeah. I like some of like the weird, you know, that that whole dimension wave was was pretty cool. Sure. Dimensions doing those extreme dimension films. extreme, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a really kick ass kind of series. Like they like inside, you know, that one was really fucking that, that that's a scary Inside's movie gnarly. you yeah. know like yeah. like that's like when that woman's outside looking through that glass it's like yep. okay this is like it takes a lot for me to genuinely like genuinely feel uncomfortable and i was like oh i actually like feel uncomfortable here this is this it takes a lot for that to happen you know so that's the american version complete shit Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's how that works. Um, that's what they did with martyrs too, right? Dude, I oh, never yeah. saw the American oh, one. Dude, the the American version of martyrs is catastrophically bad comparatively. It's so bad. Um, but I had a I had a French extremism question for you because I'm actually really big into those movies, and there's a movie. So sometimes with those extreme movies, like I'll see it once, and then I'll be like, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. So I have to watch it a second time to kind of let it now that I've seen it the first time and I can kind of let things soak in. I need to watch it a second time just to see how I really feel about it. And there was a movie that Gaspar Noe did called climax. That was that movie for me. I watched it the first time and I literally walked out of theater and go, what the fuck did I just watch? And then I watched it a second time and I was like, Oh, this movie is brilliant and it's horrifying, but it's also beautiful. Have you ever seen climax? No, I, I guess I'll have to check it out. That sounds. So, when was that from? Is that? Uh, I want to say it was from. Yeah, it was relatively recent. It was like within the last five years, I think. Twenty fifteen, maybe. Yeah, 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 something like that. It's it's an A twenty four movie. It's so. uh, yeah, it's an A twenty four movie, but it's very much a Gaspar Noé movie. So it's about a dance troupe in this like big church, this empty church, and it's the it opens up with these amazing dance choreographed numbers and 
then it just gets fucked up. <laughs> he ta- yeah, he basically like the best way to do it without any spoilers is that it's a big dance troupe that's that's in a in the place like he was saying in like a big church or a big school overnight because they just got done with like a big thing. So it's kind of like they're, you know, they're blown off steam now. Hmm. And it goes from them being at a dance troupe party to Gaspar Noe basically taking you through every single one of their nightmares individually, but all at the same time. And there's like nothing supernatural about it. Nothing like that. It's all very based in realism. And I think it's because of that type of French extremism direction type that it makes mm-hmm. it horrible. It's mostly one shot, isn't it? Mo- a lot of it is. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it is. But it's like just it's real long shots, real yeah, fucked up stuff. It's gorgeous and it's horrifying. So it's one of those ones that's just like, yeah. I feel like if you if you like French extremism, it's not even super gory. There's only a couple of scenes that have any gore in it. It's all very just psychologically super fucked up, but very well, well done. Yeah, and that's that's just as good, you know. The the psychological elements, mm-hmm. you know. I think um it's funny though, you say that. You know, sometimes you got to take a second look at it. I was like that when I saw Evil Dead, the remake, when I, I was just mm. like, there was no way I was going to walk out of the theater satisfied when sure, I went, sure. you know, when sure. I went to the theater to see it. I'm just like, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, this will be awesome. But in my heart, I know I'm just going to not fucking like it. Right. And then literally like two, maybe a year or two ago, I finally rewatched it for the first time since seeing it in the theater. And I was like, man, this is great. Cause I didn't have so much emotional investment in it. You know what I mean? I was like, man, that was fucking awesome. Like I probably would have watched that 10 more times in the interim. (laughs) It's really fucking emotional pussy about it. You know, like (laughs) it is kind of a brilliant retelling of, of of a movie that people are very precious about, like me and myself included, you know, but that, like, I remember when I watched that, too, because I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, fuck, they're going serious on this one. Like, that's that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it was, there was no comedy. It stripped every funny bone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I walked, I walked out of the theater with my, with my friend that I was seeing it with, and my friend kind of looked at me. He goes, I don't think I liked it. And I was like, I fucking loved that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that movie was actually the one where I was like, you know what? fuck everybody getting upset about remakes like remake everything yeah <laughs> yeah i was like i kind of i am totally fine with remakes because they're not ruining the old movie and i like to see what other people would do with with that story because that's most stories are just retelling of old stories anyway yeah if it's shit so, it's shit and you don't have to watch it no big right. deal you know right. and if it's uh like if it's a sequel that's kind of different like it's weird then because like it's attached kind yeah. of directly to it true, but true but like i'll say you know hills have eyes i thought that was like better than the original and that yeah. it was like one of the yeah. greatest remakes of all time i was like this is this is an incredible movie you know uh, yeah, yeah i actually I think... really like the hills have eyes remake because they 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 took out all of like the like the camp. Like I, well, and I like the Hills Have Eyes because, like, like I'm sort of like, like Michael Berryman, because like, because yeah, yeah. right, because I'm contractually bound to that movie. <laughs> um, um, you know, as a as a horror fan, like you have to like it. But like, if you really Just watch like, that ugh, movie, it's legendary. It's, fine. It, it's, it's like, a lot of it's boring, and like the dogs and them like living and the whole like, yeah, it's drama, very boring. Them drama. It's like you know, sometimes you go back and you watch this, and there was just too much like. I mean, go back and watch Piranha. 
the original one and you're like it's it's like so much nothing like at the beginning right. <laughs> like it's like the story before it you're like this is just way too much bo-. like the whole like the whole fucking factory up in the th- anyways and it's just like and it's the same with uh they tried I mean, to make it jaws yeah and it, like uh and it's the same with the uh it's the same with the hills have eyes so like being able to like take the hills have eyes and like go okay this is what people really want from these films like you know what i mean like they we're just gonna boil it down to like i mean actually your books are kind of like that too like there, there's not the fucking yeah. ton of fluff you know what i mean it's like yeah. here's the shit that you came for you know what i mean like you know like in yellow i mean there's like 10 pages of the dude's life, which is great because you, you were able to world build in that entire time. But then we get like right into the action. You know what I mean? You got, you got like Satan worshiping gangsters and like all this shit. And like, um, like it's, uh, um, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, I think I, sci-fi I, remakes are killer. Yeah. The fly yeah. and uh, the body uh, invasion of the body snatchers all superior. <laughs> the blob. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, they're hitting home runs left and right. I, I think going back to what you said, though, real quick, because you, you made an interesting point, is that, yeah, um, I don't tend to use a lot of fluff, but um, one thing I do is I try to make the reader feel a connection with the character. Because if the character gets hurt or something bad happens to the character, and in the slob, you, you, you see a lot of that early on. It's like mm-hmm. about the filth that she had to deal with and like... Yep her own life right and then when people are invested in that person now and they're feeling you know they're sympathetic toward the character then when you hurt that character they feel it and it pisses them off right you know what i mean or it bothers them and then they remember that so like when they leave that story it left an impression on them for better or for worse you know what i mean and that's the thing is if you can have a uh I'm fortunate that many people who review my books talk about uh, a physical reaction to reading it where it made them gag or I had one, you know, several people told me they threw up reading the book. I love um, that. And then, or that like in playground, a lot of people said that they cry at the ending and like, it's crazy because in the beginning you hear everybody like going nuts and they're like, this is fucking disgusting. Like I wanted to fucking throw up like at about the, you know, 30% mark of the book or something. And then at the end, those same people are in tears. Like if you could do that and have that, that pendulum swing of emotion, you know, then you fucking have, you know, and I think character development is the most important part of horror. I think you could probably maybe say that I don't think it is in comedy or anything. I think you could make an argument for other things, but I think it's the most th- important thing in horror. And I think it's more often the most looked too. overlooked yeah, char- character arc for sure. And it's yeah. like, you, you, you know, and, and the thing is like, as you write more, you get more experience. And it's like, by the time I got to playground, which like I'm past 20 books now, now it's not just one character arc I'm dealing with. I'm actually like putting multiple arcs in there and you're seeing a metamorphosis of people, uh, you know, both antagonists and protagonists. And, and that's what you want to see. You don't want like a static character that like, Oh, he was the fucking same as he was on page one as page a hundred. You know what I mean? Like you, it's like life. You have to evolve. 
and um, people see through that and they get bored if if you're not because it, it's not it doesn't feel real if you're not doing that you know yeah and I right and I think that that can I, like and it's what separates like a good horror movie from a great horror movie is that kind of stuff I mean like you take like Train to Busan which I think is like one of my favorite movies of all time oh, yeah. and that's a good one yeah yeah like when the big guy when he dies spoiler alert i suppose um when he dies um like you feel it you know what yeah. i mean like you're like bummed and that that movie takes yeah. very few prisoners you know what i mean and like yeah. and i mean they kill them all you know and uh and like um when he dies you're like bummed because like you they built him enough to hey he's a great actor you know what i mean and uh, he's in like, all the marvel shit and everything now but like he um he's uh you know when he dies you're like oh holy fuck like like that i felt i i feel because that dude was like a real dude you know what i mean like he was like he was like saving motherfuckers and like doing the whole you know like he was like the dude you know and uh he dies and you're like oh like where i would go you know i mean i've never like i love slasher movies but like i've never given a fuck about anybody who's been killed <laughs> right Those, that shit's you know, fun as hell like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, like, 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 people. right they're just like right where yeah like, there's places for that absolutely exactly. but yeah. even even the slashers you kind of want at least to root for the final girl or something you know right. Right. You always have the final girl that you attach to, but everybody else is just knife fodder. Yeah. Like, just like, you know what? Hack those fucking people up, but don't touch them. Like, you know, it's that type of thing. Um, there was and, something and I the, wanted to... What's that? I was just going to say, the final girl can get lost in the wash sometimes, too, and, like, mm-hmm. you just have these degenerates rooting for uh, the slasher, and that's all they give a fuck. Oh, yeah. And they're just, yeah. yay, you know? So, but you would hope to have a good final girl. Yeah. There was yeah. this is actually this is funny that you bring that up. There was a movie that's probably one of my favorite slashers that I still feel like is kind of um underappreciated. Um did not give a fuck about the final girl. But man did I love the actual villain and that was laid to rest. Oh, and so good. Dude, every time Chrome Skull showed up, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> all of those fucking people, all of them. Like Chrome, Chrome Skull's from Rhode Island, dude. Just so you know. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, love that. Yeah, that's super <laughs> cool, dude. That's like that's one of those fran- like it. Unfortunately, it's not a franchise, but it's like even dude. The sequel is even more brutal than the first one, and it's just I like haven't seen the sequel. I have yo, the first one. I the effects are the, the effects are incredible in those movies too. Yeah, yeah, and it's a low budget film. Like it's yeah. straight up as a low budget film. And the second one, Graham, this is uh, just, it's one of the weapons is <laughs> like mm-hmm. a fucking, yeah, like they get really creative with the weapons in the second one, instead of it just being like a crazy knife. Uh, one of the weapons is like a Frisbee, but like a metal one that has knives nice. attached to it. So like <laughs> they, they get super crazy. So it's a hippie those. throwing star. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the forbidden Frisbee golf. Um, but, uh, this one of the things I wanted to mention about your writing that I think is kind of like cool translation wise. This is at least what I visualize when I read the books. Um, if somebody was going to translate your books to a movie and have like the visual style there, what it reminds me of in my own head is the movie Demon Knight. Oh, the Tales, Tales from, from the, the Crypt. Crypt movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. yeah. So like and I know Tales from the Crypt obviously is a comic book and it's like, you know, that type of thing. But the parts of it, when it shows the nasty stuff, when it shows the demons, when it shows the people tra- like transforming into these things, the visual translation of it is kind of like what I was going back to before. Like when you see those demons on screen, 
they look sticky and slimy and like yeah. it's all the things that like you can feel almost like that thing in your gut where you're like ugh like it's that grossness that you feel but also at the same time it's kind of like you're rooting for it too you're like i want to see the fucking carnage now like and that's what so like i said i'm only about halfway a little over halfway through the slob but so far that's what it's doing to my brain so oh good then I've, I've done my job but yeah you should be able to smell it you know and I, and I love uh, tales from the crypt you know tales from the crypt's fucking amazing i have all seven uh seasons on dvd too but nice um i just you know I, that that to me I just love those. Like when I write short stories, I want to write like Tales from the Crypt. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Get you, get you to understand those characters pretty quick because that's what you got to do in short stories. And then there's something that should happen that you have no fucking clue is about to happen. And that's why Tales from the Crypt was great, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that they didn't pull any punches either. And they didn't give a fuck and they'll saw somebody in half or do whatever they want, you know. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like in Demon Knight when Billy Zane turns around and punches the guy in the face, quote unquote, but he really punches a hole straight through his head. Everybody <laughs> yeah. in the theater was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So you got Playground is out. What else you got coming up? Um, I'm on the verge of releasing a series called Morbid Curiosities, which is a it's a three book series then and they can be read independently but they are interconnected so if you read them all it's fluid um but basically that is inspired and that entire series is dedicated to rod serling um and it's pretty much like imagine the twilight zone but if we could go you know a serbian film on it you know what i mean sure but it's got that but it's got like a twilight zone vibe to it. it's weird shit you know what i mean um and and i just love rod serling and he's an incredible uh incredible writer i just love watching like old interviews of him fucking smoking cigarettes and talking about weird shit uh so that was a huge influence for me and this was sort of you know my nod to that kind of more weird stuff but while staying true to myself if that makes sense sure yeah. So that's awesome. morbid morbid curiosities. The first book's called uh Came with the Frame, and that's gonna be uh probably released within the next month, I'd say. Cool. Good for you, man. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh came with the frame. And that where is the best like so probably most people buy you know their shit off of Amazon. Where's the best place to buy the buy things from you? Where do you where do you prefer people buy it from? Well, for I mean, I'll say first, I appreciate wherever they find it, wherever they buy it, and whatever's most convenient for them is right. what I prefer. But um, if you want signed stuff, uh, and I have like merchandise, you know, like hats, t-shirts, mm -hmm. you know, bookmarks, magnets, all different kinds of shit. And I also do like limited hardcover runs directly through my website. And that's nice. that's abhorror.com, uh, just like the first two letters of the alphabet, abhorror. Nice and simple, because I'm a dummy. I can't remember anything more than that. Um, you know, so I figure I'll make it easy for everyone as well. Oh, awesome. Well, do you think you can handle the uh, Sinister Six opinion questions? Do you think uh, Graham will Ooh. dole out? Let know, me take my pants set. off. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Might need those pants off for at least one. We're not sure. <laughs> All right. Sinister Six. First question. Freddie or Jason? Uh, I'll... I'll go freddy i guess just because it's more there's more you could do with it 
you know? Fair. For okay. sure. What's the difference between thriller and horror? I think, um, you know, horror should be a sense of dread that you get at some point while you're watching it, or maybe repulsion even. Whereas thriller, I always picture thriller more like there's a certain level of tension, uh, but not necessarily fear, uh, but you are on your edge of your seat waiting for some shit to happen. Dread, I like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. I love dread. Um, what horror also a movie... good remake, by the way. Uh, what horror movie influenced your taste the most Hmm. that's a tough one i you know i may i might just have to say like pet cemetery just because i saw it when i was very little like i saw it when i was a little kid and it did terrify me and that movie was like pretty over the top when you consider the time it came out you know yeah um and the fact that a child was murdered on screen in it and a child was murdering people on screen yep and like that's the type of shit i do you know like i go to that level you know so i think that one had a huge influence you know it's a great fucking movie and and like it's really good i mean it's like i mean a zelda still like one of the scariest you know i've I've searched for him to try to get him on the show because it's a guy who plays zelda and like uh he does like some like like community theater project in like maine or some shit and uh i've tried to get yeah and uh just an interesting story and but zelda's terrifying the movie is like it is what it is like like but like everybody does woman directed directed. the cut on the the Achilles heel is yeah, it's just never going to leave my yeah, fucking just head. Just great horror. And well, he not only does he get the Achilles heel, but he also gets the yeah. The, the, he also gets the uh, what are they? The Glasgow smile deal. And like you know what I mean? And like like so such good horror. You know what I mean? Like the the, the sister in the bed too. That was what real got got when her fucking she's all like yeah mal malnourished and shit and just like sickly. Yeah. And I was that that really stuck with me. And um, you know. I don't know. I just when you watch that as a kid, you don't really understand the grief elements, you know, mm-hmm. as much as you do when you're an adult. And it's just like it's very fucking profound. Some yeah. of the this the grief that it deals with, you know. Yeah. Um, um that you know, and that book is really good on on that stuff. Uh I, I mean I like I mean, I've been a Stephen King fan my whole life, and so it's just uh um, that book is also a fun, actually, page-turning sort of. Uh, it's a great book. Thanks. All right. If you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? It doesn't have to be horror. Oh, it doesn't have to be horror? No. No. <laughs> Man. Um, this is our maybe, hardest maybe, question. It's really hard because there's so many. <laughs> But I'm just going to go with one the, of the, first, two. <laughs> the first one that came to mind. And let's go ahead and say Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank that is like A plus across the board. Yeah, now. that's yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, like you just it's like, like yeah, million dollar ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's because we, we have hated that movie for so long. That's actually my That was choice. Ryan's answer. That's yeah. my answer for this yeah, question. Yeah. Yeah, actually, both of them. But we um, furiously hate that. Yeah, so excellent. Fucking incredible. I literally like I hadn't seen them in a long time. And, you know, you buy one of those mega Halloween packs that has all of them and it has more shit, too. So I put it on and I just dude, I was literally like almost in tears laughing 
like when some of these fucking flashback scenes were occurring and like the horse and shit. I was just yeah, like, the white uniform. This is insane. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like, <laughs> but, like how but, can yeah. you how can you fuck this up so bad? Like that's yeah. my that's like my thing. Like it's not like it is not a challenging story. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like, like the right, first it's Halloween it's basic story. Right, the first Halloween of which we all love, like, like three people die. Is that? I mean, like, it's not even like that. Like, like fat. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like all you had to do was like make him creepy, show up, and cat and mouse the whole thing, and and that was it. But they did everything. Like they showed his foot. They showed his face. And he just looked like, like a, like a, like a, like a, <laughs> like a dude. Like, like just some dude. Just a guy. You just can't make him a dude. He's got to be like. Anyways. I don't he looks like his name is Mike, and you can't call him Michael. You know what I mean? Like, if you call him Michael, he's like, don't fucking do that. My mom calls me that. And my mom also fucked my uncle, because this is a Rob Zombie movie. Like, it's just, fuck, god damn it. And that dude doesn't understand character development. That's my no. describe. Well, yeah. all of his characters are the same. Uh, and they know, never and, change and, and, and in every nothing. movie, and then they never change. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's like everything is a white trash hillbilly. You know, right. and yeah. also no, I think he got the aesthetic well. I think he got a certain aesthetic down yeah. pat, and he has no heart in any of his movies. So yeah. Well, his movies do have a certain look to them, and I think they look cool. Like sure. I right, know, right. What, I think he, with, yeah. You know, like the aesthetic, like you said, it, it has a cool look, but hundred percent. Just it's just a lot missing from some of them, you know. Yeah, I, I like I like some of them, you know. I have to not. tell you this, Aaron, before we move on to the next question, I have to tell you this. Oh yeah. yeah. I have a mental illness now where I will collect <laughs> every part of a franchise if I buy more than two of them and it's in a franchise. You know, like if I buy like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2, I'm like, God damn it, now I got to buy the other seven. Because I, if I don't, I look at my Blu-ray wall and I'm like, there's fucking shit missing. So there was nothing that was more sad than when I had to spend actual money to get Halloween 2 because I looked at it, I was like, please tell me I can find this fucking thing for like two dollars. Like That's when your roommates just... need to stage an intervention. Dude, I was like, <laughs> I was like, and this is the thing, I did give myself a limit. I was like, if this is a full pl- full price Blu-ray, then fuck it. It doesn't go in there. And I found it for like 10 bucks, and then I bought it, and then I got it in the mail, and I was like, dude, fuck you, Jonas. What are you doing? And then, like I put it in my wall and I had that little bit of satisfaction where I was like, okay, it's it's complete. And now every time I look at it, I'm like, you piece of shit. Halloween 2. How dare you? Uh, you just be gotta my be collection. happy. Dude, you just have to be happy that Halloween 2 Rob Zombie version didn't come out like back in the day on VHS because then you would have had to buy it on DVD and then when DVD was obsolete, you had to buy it on Blu-ray and then 4K yeah. and then whatever the fuck else they're going to do to us it's next. Fucked. You know? It's so fucked. Um, are ghosts real? I think so. I think there's um, I don't have any like definitive proof or experiences that I could say are absolute. Like I've had, I've, I've had some weird things happen, but nothing that I could say, yes, hundred percent it's true, but I tend to lean toward the possibility, you know, I, I think, I think there's maybe a little bit more evidence that it does exist than that it doesn't. You know, when you look at certain things like the children who remember past lives, shit like that, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, anybody can manipulate video and stuff like that, but you know, there, there, there's definitely like certain cases and, you know, you may hear it from like relatives and things, stories that are passed down too. 
you know, um, I think there's more of a possibility that there's something there than not. I like that. Yeah, I, I pretty much I like agree. Yeah, not, not, I don't think not by like a ton, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not but I'm just saying, I think overall there's, there's probably a little bit more, you know, I yeah. lean towards hope and I, yeah. <laughs> and I have theories, but yeah, they, they're too crazy. Um, all right. Last one, midsummer or hereditary. Mm, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I guess I'd probably say hereditary. I thought hereditary is a little bit scarier. Uh, and I like, I like, it's hard to scare me, you know, like, and I, I felt like certain levels of discomfort, but um, I'll say neither. I'll say the strange thing about the Johnsons. Oh, oh. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. That's a well, well played. played answer, uh, uh, sir. And, and that well tracks. played. That tracks. Yeah, that does. <laughs> so, this is also really funny. I have a thing sometimes where somebody will ask me for a movie, and this goes back to the French extreme thing that you like. Sometimes my friends will be like, Hey, Jonas, recommend a movie to me that'll fuck me up. And I always ask them three questions Do you want to fuck your day up? Do you want to fuck your week up? Or do you want to potentially fuck your year up? And they're just yeah. like, they're like, hit me with a bad one. And I'm like, all right. Strange thing about the Johnsons is definitely one of them. Like, it's, <laughs> I'll throw that at them sometimes. And whenever I do, they come back to me like, you're a motherfucker. I'm like, you asked for this. Like, this is, this is on you. First five minutes, to me with you know, like, <laughs> yep. They don't, they do not hide what it is very quickly. <laughs> right. But it's such a great shift in dynamic, you know, you yeah. just don't get that dynamic too much. And uh, yeah, that one, that one's fucking, that one hits in a different yeah. way, you know? It really, it really does. <laughs> well, um, excellent job on the, the Sinister Six. Um, Especially yeah. that last question, man. That was a, that was a curveball. Well, ball. and, and <laughs> you got like the, the special, like if, if you get like, he erased the correct movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Won the jackpot. Um, what are, what are we doing for recommendations this week, Graham? Oh shit. Um, all right. Well, uh, where was I? Um, I already said Marianne. Um, um but that's old. So. I, I'm actually really surprised you haven't seen Marianne. I I just kept putting it off, and then one day we I think we just finished something. I was like, oh, yeah, we've Mar just finished Servant. Mar Marianne is fucking it's so fucking good. good. I it's love so fucking it. Good. Yeah. It's like I think it's, 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 it's so actually fucking my, good. It's actually my go to suggest when anybody asks. Yeah, for like it's a horror and show. I knew like, that it was good. I've heard about it. I just it, it took me. I'm sorry. Um, I've <laughs> gone be. on a Cronenberg run. I watch uh, Dead Ringers, Scanners and Extends nice. and just fucking go watch Cronenberg. I'm going to watch Cosmopolis. Mm -hmm. I think it's called oh, yeah. next. I haven't seen that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Have you seen um, Shivers? Yes, that's the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think I can. I, that's available actually. I, I was looking to because I want to watch Video Drone again, but I can't find it anywhere. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Paris, Texas, uh, the alt hip hop group. Um, I, they've kind of got like an odd future kind of vibe. It's fucking rad. They just uh, released a song called Panic. It's a great video. Fucking check it out. They're awesome. Um, Ryan, have you heard them? Okay, uh, and I started listening to uh, a lot of Brockhampton. I never listened to Brockhampton. And oh, nice! Super into that right now. So, cool, Jonas. What do you got? <clears throat> All right, um, I'm gonna. 
pad the front end of this with the <laughs> with some before I drop a bomb on you guys. Um, first one, uh, musically, um, I recommend that you go check out Horror. Literally, uh, it's um, spelled H O nine nine O nine, and it's like horror hip hop mixed with a little bit of like trap. There's a little bit of punk in there too. It's like it's kind of crazy, um, but very cool. Listen to Horror's entire filmography or uh, discography. I've listened to that um, a lot over the last couple of days um movie wise as far as stuff that you can go out and watch uh the japanese remake of cube i just checked it out and it fucking rules it's very close to a shot by shot remake but they changed just enough of it to make it viable as a remake and not have it be the same and it does the stuff that i think it should do better than the original was um, and because of the Japanese style of it, it's a lot more brutal too. So it like cool. they, did, they did a really good job of it. And it like I saw it probably like a week and a half ago, but it just dropped on um, it's on Screenbox actually. So you can definitely check it out on Screenbox, or you can rent it, you know, and stuff like that. Um, so that's for those. So for my physical media ones, I'm going to do two of them. I was only going to do one, and I was just going to drop that bomb on you and then leave it at that. But because we were talking about Pet Cemetery, I want to bring this one up. So this one is uh, it's the Pet Cemetery Mondo edition, and it's actually a steelbook. And it's a 4K, and it fucking rules. Like, as far as, like, steelbooks go and as far as, like, 4Ks and stuff go, it's a really, really good transfer, and you can still get it for, like, a good price. A lot of the Mondo ones are super expensive, but this one you can still get for like a really good price. The artwork's really cool in it. Um, a lot of cool special uh, features. It's actually a 30th anniversary edition. I think you can still get this one for like 25 bucks online, 25, 30 bucks. Um, way worth it. So now this one might break up the podcast. Um, this is a movie. Here we that, go. We're gonna start <laughs> fighting. A, yeah, this is a movie that I only said that I would buy a physical edition of if a good edition came out of it. And it's because it actually is one of the only Rob Zombie movies that I like. And it's the 20th anniversary edition of House of ah. a Thousand Corpses. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the reason I got it, honestly, here's the reason I got it. Um, the movie itself, it's cool. It's fine. Like, I actually like it. And I also did get to see the original cut of it when Rob Zombie was like shopping that out. So I know what the movie was supposed to be. But also, it's got so much cool shit in it. Like, it's got an art book in there. It's got fucking art cards. That's like a straight up comic book. Um, most of it is for all the other shit that's in it. The actual movie and like the artwork and stuff like that is cool. But all the other shit that's in it is also really fucking cool. Um, it would actually so be way better if it was just empty of the movie. It would be. <laughs> if there was actually no Blu-ray in there and it was just like the art stuff, that would be dope. Will I ever put that Blu-ray into my Blu-ray player? Probably fucking not, to be honest with you. <laughs> all the other stuff, though, is actually worth it. And it really wasn't expensive at all. If it would have been anything over like 25 bucks, I wouldn't have fucking done it. But it was like 24 bucks. So it's Jonas's a cool edition hsn dude listen if you actually do like if you like house of a thousand corpses that is the only fucking edition that i would ever get because i think anything else is like insanely expensive but that was a cool fucking edition so i would say get that cool Proud uh, my book yeah. of the week I, I brought it up earlier this week i'm gonna recommend an exquisite corpse uh you a fan of this Aaron? yeah oh yeah that's and a good one 
I like Exquisite Corpse because so if you're into serial killers, this is a very great serial killer book. Um, um, I, I won't get too into it. The thing that I like about this book, and it's something that doesn't happen rarely and can rarely not be done, is it flips between first person and third person, which I I, I kind of like the willingness to sort of uh, uh, fuck with those sorts of things. You know what I mean? Like, so... Mm. Um, um poppy z bright read it i don't think poppy z right goes by billy martin now um but uh this book is 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 very good um it is a it came out like 96 it's sort of a like considered sort of a classic of the genre but the violence in it is very serious and it's very uh, uh very yeah, very good very well written and anybody who's a fan of like Dahmer shit or anything like that will ultimately love this um uh, uh they he got the 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 deal to write this the idea to write this book after hearing that Dahmer was um autopsied uh still in leg shackles like oh. they were so terrified of Jeffrey Dahmer that when they autopsied him he was still like shackles and that kind of gave <laughs> the idea for this book so exquisite oh, wow. corpse by uh-huh. Poppy Z Bright strongly suggest it um uh, movie wise i'm gonna actually to talk cronenberg i'm gonna actually recommend the soska sisters rabbit i just rewatched it and, yes. I, yeah. and I really really enjoyed it they killed it with that one it's actually probably my favorite like they, they simply just did a really great job with that um, soska sisters rule yeah they really do um i watched i rewatched legion um which which i actually kind of liked um like uh i don't know i kind of get into that like weird like, i've come so close to rewatching that and, and i it's just actually, haven't it's it's actually like i mean like it's like an action movie with like a like a, you know, like shooting angels which is kind yeah. of an interesting idea but like uh, but like i kind of get into that like gabriel and michael and lucifer like like I mean, like not as a not religious person i kind of look at all that stuff as like kind of fun folklore and like and and uh the idea that the angels were coming to destroy the earth and like and everything like that is always kind of uh, always kind of fascinating with me i liked it the old lady at the beginning gladys uh going ape shit in that in that diner one of my like favorite like horror scenes like there's just something about like an old lady with sharp teeth climbing on a ceiling you know what i mean that's uh that's um kind of fun um <laughs> um and then I, this isn't a recommendation but this is just a weird thing to ponder is i watched ghost ship um again and that's from 2001 and um boy man the early 2000s a weird fucking time for horror movies i gotta tell you like it was it was weird as fuck like it's just like i don't know like it's a uh, i don't know it was a, yeah the ghost ship and phantoms and yeah all that like, just that <laughs> just that era was just like uh you know like when they like all those like uh when they have like lots of glossy movies so they're all kind of glossy uh what's that movie with harrison ford with the dead woman in the lake I can't remember. What lies beneath? Oh, yeah, what, what, lies, yeah. what yeah. lies beneath, or like a uh, stir of echoes, or any like all of that shit from the that Thirteen era. Ghosts remake. <laughs> yeah, like, the Thirteen Ghosts remake though is dope. So it is, um, but it was the, it was the same flavor of movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Dark and blue, it, dark blue sea. No, so deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. Deep yeah, blue sea. So, yeah. So all of that shit, like, uh, it just kind of got me in this weird, like, nostalgic good because, like, it also like made me think of like how terrible the early two thousands were for yeah. music and and shit. Also, and I can't believe Graham didn't say it. I'm going to say it. Lastly, for TV, uh, watch Beef. If you I'm watched, saving yeah. it for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched Beef, 
beef uh, rules. Beef, beef, watch watch beef. Uh, it's a uh, it's an A twenty four. Not horror, but it's fucking it's, rad. It's not horror, but like it's uh, it's great. And Stephen Yoom is in it, and Ollie Wong oh. freaking kills it, and uh, the acting is very good, and the whole thing is just uh, uh, it's a um, I don't know, it's a good romp. You know what I mean? So, yeah. anyways, uh, Aaron, what do you got? Well, for for music, I've been listening to I listen to a lot of horror synthwave stuff only because yeah. like Dance of the Dead because that's easy to write to. There's not a lot of lyrics in it. Sure, sure. Um, Dance with also, the Dead rules. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's great. Um, and it's it's you know it's pretty retro, which is nice too. And I also have a, a several of John Carpenter's Lost Themes records. Mm. Um, I recommend those. Those are just like if you're a fan of John Carpenter's scores, these are just kind of like themes that never made it to the movies, but they're really cool. Um, so that's that's a high recommendation. As far as movies go, I would say if you haven't seen The Sadness, um, that's a good one. Um, if you're looking for like sort of the genre that I write, maybe how that would translate on the screen, for you sure. know, that movie gives people in our genre hope that maybe more stuff can be done. Sure. And uh, we spoke so to I, the director, Rob Jabaz. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, did you? Yeah. He yeah. was, uh, yeah, he was, that was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, like it's uh yeah. If you like the sadness, you're definitely going to like Aaron's books. That's, that yeah. is, that is the, uh, that is the truth. I told, yes. I told a couple of my friends just real quick on this. Tell me if you agree with this, Aaron. I told a couple of my friends that the first part of the movie that he meet that told me that they were not fucking around when it came to like realism and getting things accurate was when the first guy jumps off of the building and he hits the yeah. ground. <laughs> the fucking noise that he made and physically what he did, I was like, oh, they're going for real, real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shit just popped off. It did not feel like your average zombie movie. You know, no. which is great because no. those can, you know, we know that trope's been done to death. But uh, so even if you heard it was a zombie movie, give it a look because it's it's a fresh sort of take. Um, and yeah, outside of the horror, um, I would go ahead and recommend 1997's Double Dragon as I watched that last Sunday. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> shockingly holds up. Uh, I was like, I was like, this is actually fucking really fun. You know, like yeah. I thought it was going to be That's god awful. Yeah. I was just watching out of morbid curiosity, you know, because yeah. all video game movies of that era were trash. Sure. Street um, Fighter. <laughs> have there right. been? I guess now you can say The Last of Us, but what what was a good video game movie? It's crazy. Like you know, Yui <laughs> Bowl made all these terrible films. Uh, like, did you guys ever watch any of Yui stuff? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, I love Yui though. I love yeah. like yeah. all his all his rampage movies. Yeah, I, I love that. Like he did a boxing charity match with people who talked shit about his movies, and they, <laughs> and they didn't know that he was like a professional boxer, and he just like fucking beat the shit out of them in the ring. Yeah. Dude. Like the guy fucking hilarious. housed them. Yeah, I mean, he was great. <laughs> yep. The uh, the rampage movies are. Actually, are actually like, solid. I like those. those. They yeah, are. I like, I like the energy that he gets in that movie for like, for like the ability, the coldness and the heartlessness yeah. of it. It's <laughs> just like 
Like, like you constantly want the 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 lead guy, whatever his name is, to Brendan like, Fletcher, yeah, to do the right thing, and he never does. And no. like, <laughs> but you're also kind of like oddly rooting for him. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful like. Uh, it was, artist, I watched artist. the first one and it was a hard watch, and I was like, by the end, I, I was like, I, I think during it, I was like, "Fuck you, Ryan and Jonas, for telling me what this is not fun." And then by the end, I was like, "I gotta see these other ones." Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly do feel like it does a pretty good job of putting you next to like a person who's about to snap and do a shooting though yeah, like for sure. yeah like there's, there's yeah. you know it, it definitely had that vibe um that's what i feel every time i think about it no i'm just kidding but, <laughs> but uh and then i'll say i did do one more flashback movie with my wife and we watched uh encino man or in the UK, it may be known as California Man. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Brandon Fraser, incredible. Pauly Shaw, incredible. Uh, yes. So. Did oh, you yeah. have to? Did you have to prep yourself to watch The Whale by watching Brendan Fraser in Encino Man first? <laughs> I haven't watched The Whale yet, but I've heard very good things. I've it's heard great. it's like kind of a depressor, though. So I don't. I oh, gotta, it's depressing. <laughs> I got to get myself ready for it. You know, it's a sad boy movie for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> I yeah, gotta wait for I, the right I, moment to hate myself. I haven't, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't watched it either. I, I think I might skip it. I don't know. Like, I'm kind it's of an incredible like, movie, though. Right? I've like, been really celebrating is. Fraser for Doom Patrol for years before this yeah. whale stuff. So, you know, I don't feel obligated. <laughs> so, well, um, last thing, because uh, I know we were doing a physical media, and I just happen to have this near me. It's the novelization of Jeff yes. Strand, Fuck yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That um, is so rad. So That is really cool. Jeff's actually uh, a friend of mine. He, um, I've met him a few times at uh, Scares That Care. Uh, he's an incredible guy. Hilarious. I saw him do a reading one time, and you, you would have thought it was stand-up comedy. The way he just held the room in his hand, and people were... I was literally crying. And this guy's fucking hilarious. He's the perfect guy to write this book. Um, so I strongly, you may not have heard of that there was a novelization. It's relatively <laughs> new, but get Jeff Strand's novelization of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Amazing. You will not regret it. You will I be totally, laughing your ass off. I'm totally going to buy it. Um, yeah, me too. I'm putting that down right now. <laughs> Well, Aaron, I, I think if you like Jeff's work too, you will fucking love his other books. He's he's a phenomenal writer. Right. Phenomenal writer. I'm I'm way down for it. Oh, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for uh, uh, writing the books that you do and the fun that it is. Um, we really do appreciate it, keeping that horror alive, and um, I'm so glad that it's found you so well. And uh, um, yeah, thanks for uh, for making time for us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, and. I, I just appreciate it. It's been fun. Cool. Um, thanks for all the listeners too. Let's see real quick before we go. I gotta get another. Where are well, we? I got I got the uh yeah, read the, read the army of the goddamn. So here. we have a Patreon, people go sign up for the Patreon. We have a dollar a month. A dollar. That's just saying got, thank you. And, <laughs> and and then and, and you become well for the dollar. Did, did they get it for the dollar? Yeah. They still get the grindhouse episodes and stuff. Yeah, yeah they get everything. Cool. Yeah. All right, but and become uh, a, a member of the Army of the Goddamned, uh, just like Jason Daniels, Jake Jolly, Ron Canavla, Kristen Pearl, Manny Velasquez, Coleman Rosenberg, Drew Muldowney, Stephanie Gurley, Katie Wiking, Chris Fortune, Alan Graham, 
Bacon Bits the Cat, Angela, and Jasmine Patet. Pet it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Jasmine's right. <laughs> um, uh, United States coming to number one. UK still holding in at number two. Canada still at number three. New Zealand still holding over Australia. Thank you very much, New Zealand, for your... We actually got... Um, uh, we were like 124th uh, movie review listened um, podcast in all of New Zealand. So thank you, New Zealand, for all of your support. Um, we've all, um, Then Germany comes in next. We actually do really well in Germany. So thank you so much for everybody in Germany for listening to us. It's a really great uh, thing. Sweden in there, Turks and Caicos Islands, Mexico, India, Netherlands, France, Puerto Rico, Taiwan, Brazil, Switzerland, Czech Republic, Spain, and Ireland. Oh, and Poland makes the thing. So holy shit. Um, the, the all over the fucking world. Man. That frightens me. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do with all this power. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Um, if, you, if you're struggling in this world, reach out. We all take care of ourselves. We all do this together. Um, and thank you all for, for being here with us. Uh, go read more books. Check out Aaron's books. And uh, between when the next time I see you, please go start some fires and break some glass. Thank you very much. <laughs>